This is Two Beers in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth. And welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it. Discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's two friends just having a good time. So kick back and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Beers in a Pod. I'm Chase. I'm Seth. And welcome to the show. So we actually have a really special episode this week. Uh, we have Left to the Wild, the band here, and we're just going to like kind of get down to the brass tacks of like how they got started, where they plan on get going, and stuff like that. But it's really special because we actually were all in the Army together uh, in the same unit. So being able to, you know, discuss this stuff with a, like a fellow – soldier is you know pretty dope so uh yeah. welcome guys and uh so tell us tell us about your your last show that you that you did yeah we played at a venue in temple texas called o'brien's pub uh, that was our first time playing there um it went pretty well i'd say it was one of our better performances yeah yeah so like what what decided like what made y'all decide that y'all wanted to play there I just pretty much with all the COVID stuff going on, I pull up every venue in the area that I can find and yeah. contact each one. And <laughs> if, if one of them's, yeah, if one of them's <laughs> willing to have us play, then we'll just jump on it. <laughs> nice, nice. So, are these all like paid gigs? Some of them. Yeah. Uh, this one was supposed to be, but because of some unfortunate circumstances, <laughs> it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. So guys, I know we have for our viewers at home they they don't know every single member of Left to the Wild. So I don't know if we could uh, get get like a roll call here and uh, tell us a little bit about each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you know, maybe just kind of like speak on like the position that you have in the band or whatever, and maybe you know just a little backstory. Like just give us some meat and potatoes because this is really like y'all's episode. You know what I'm saying? We want to know about the band and you know, everything, let people know, like, get the name out there for you guys. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm Austin Buffington, vocals and guitars for Left to the Wild. Uh, I, back when we were on a rotation in Korea with the military, I started writing an album, and then I was able to find one of my friends and then bring him on to the mission of writing uh <laughs> you know since it was military at the time and yeah. then uh got our album all figured out and then we got our bassist as well so that was another friend yeah oh um, well, uh blake deal uh drummer uh so the uh i always love telling that story of like how how it all came to be there in korea so i just i just remember like because uh we'd always go to that rec center I'd go there. They had a drum set in one of the rooms there. I'd go there and play. And I guess, uh, I guess Austin had seen me in there one day. So like, what one night? You know, I don't know. If, like, just being there in Korea, like people were drinking. You know, you go downstairs. Uh, I, I went to go downstairs to go get some, uh, pick up a pizza. Right. I go to come back upstairs. Me and Austin had me ride in the same elevator. He's like, "Hey, I seen you play drums." I was like, "You want to get in on this?" Like. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. Fred, bro. <laughs> I, I love how you guys met that way. It was just like, 
like, so uh, you play drums, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got skills. Nunchuck skills. Drumming skills. <laughs> yeah. You probably would have nunchuck skills. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, hey, I'm the last member for Left of the Wild and Francesca Diarco. I played the bass. Uh, I joined the band pretty late. Uh, I knew Austin for two years. He's my best friend. So he recruited the drummer. And then after Korea, that's when he started up the band. I was just uh, supposed to be their photographer and video maker. But he just kept telling me he needed a bassist and he couldn't find a bassist. He just kept trying to make me play the bass. I knew nothing about it. <laughs> and he just kept pressuring me into it. And one day he was just like, hold this bass, hold this bass. I held this bass. So he was like, just play this top string. I played it. And next thing I know, we're in Guitar Center. I'm picking up my own bass. And it's been the bass since then. So do you feel like, like, are you in danger? Do you need a <laughs> In the beginning, I did. <laughs> I'm, getting paid, I'm, getting, I'm getting paid not to talk about it. Blink twice if you're in distress. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Buff Kid was trying to sell you drugs. Like, the drug is the bass, though, you know? Like, oh, the drug is rock and roll, dude. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Okay, so... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, and that's really what it's about, right? Like, you know, you, you guys come together, you go, hey, you can do something cool. I can do something cool. Let's do this together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, cause just to kind of like give you all like a little backstory, that's kind of how this podcast came, like came to life. I was sitting on my couch. I was like, you know what? I actually have time to do something. I've always wanted to do a podcast. Let's start thinking like and i'm sitting there watching tv and i was like <gasps> two beards in <and> pod <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god two beards in a pod that's that's great who can i call who can i call and i was like racking for my friends i was like no nah, he's a flake no like, <laughs> he's not gonna answer no he's too busy he's got kids and then i was like seth seth Davis will do it. he will do it and i called him oh, you know me i'm up for anything like, yeah and i was like seth I'm so glad you answered. He's like, what, what, what is it? What, someone died? And I was like, no, I have the greatest idea for a podcast. And I told him the name and he was like, I'm in. And that was it. That was like all she wrote. And now we're like 19 episodes deep. And so, yeah. So it's a beautiful thing to like, see like friends, like get together and like do something great. That's how we kind of do everything. I've got a lot of friends with individual talents and we all piggyback off each other because, you know, it helps everyone mutually yeah right for sure so what would you say um like obviously having like the love for music or whatever and uh you know having friends and opportunity to do it but other than that like what would you say is your driving force like what is like the the fuel to like keep going when times are like hard being doubted <laughs> yeah yeah man when i was all through my like i've been wanting to do this stuff my whole life and all go. throughout high school and post high school and everything like i had all these friends that were involved in music and they were all way better than me i was never viewed as the musically talented one i was just kind of the guy that was there for the ride yeah. even though i had all the intention to be really good i just wasn't as good i didn't know how to do all the crazy stuff that everyone else did but here i am like a couple years later and i'm i'm the only one that has a product so far at least so <laughs> yeah yeah so just every time that 
something comes up where people think like we can't do it, that's what makes me want to prove them wrong. I just, I just one day want to be seen on on TV and everything, and then, you know, <laughs> everyone, everyone who doubted me is gonna fight <laughs> the best motivator out there. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I wrote down a couple questions here, guys. Um, <clears throat> So far, what's the favorite venue you guys played? Because I know, like, in the future, you're talking about doing, like, a bit of a tour. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, for me, my favorite – well, I, my, I had two favorites for different reasons. One of them was this recent one, O'Brien's, because it was just a nice venue. And it's, like, the only venue in this area of rural Texas that actually has a decent setup for bands and stuff. And then my other favorite venue is this place we always hang out at just because it's like a, it feels like home to us, Camp Kaler. Okay. So, like because it's just a home feeling. But yeah, I'll let them say it to yeah, you. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with the Camp Kaler thing. Like, it's just, that's where we, like, after practice one day, we all kind of went there and did karaoke. And like, I think that was like our first true, like, band outing where we, like, we really bonded and, like, got, like, came together as like a band it was it was awesome so it's always great to play there so like um, like those aha moment like yeah. oh man we can do this right i think uh my favorite concert that we played was at actually starlight uh during yeah. the halloween set that we did uh, i liked it a lot because that was like probably our biggest show we ever played like we had this car meet that was there and they all pulled up to the concert we had like about maybe 150 people there mm-hmm. i would say around and like that that's that's when i was like dang like we're getting pretty big like all these people like loved us they're like cheering up on the stage it was a pretty big stage so it was like that was like the rock star moment i feel like yeah yeah that would be more <laughs> yeah definitely don't i wouldn't like you know because just like with y'all's following and i obviously i've heard y'all play are like really good uh right. i don't think that'll that's going to be your like 15 minutes of fame moment. i yeah. think that was like the the taste of like what to like to, to come, come like yeah. you know you're like oh this is just like the tip of the iceberg yeah. where we could be we could be like in vegas or yeah. dallas oh or yeah. yeah you guys are gonna so. have to sell like stadium seats so many people want to see you you know <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go and of course like we will get backstage vip passes yes. every single time yes. Yes. or i'll send you death threats and i'm just saying I'm not saying, but I am saying, y'all know that I'm crazy. I, yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> like, that, that goes without saying the Howard. <laughs> like, he said something about fire ants. I'm, like, allergic. I'm out. Yeah, that's the goal, man. I'm not, not trying to ever backtrack, only progress. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys, well, we're going to go and take a break, and we'll be back after this. Hey guys, welcome back. So right before the break, we were just kind of kind of getting into, you know, some of their favorite venues uh, and just talking about like how everything came together. Uh, just so everyone's like aware, like we're here sitting with the band called Left to the Wild and we're just kind of getting their story and getting their name out there. So, yeah. yeah. Like uh, I've, I've actually kind of thought of a couple questions for you guys. Like we kind of hear how, Diarco got started in bass. Buffington just forced forced the bass into her hands. 
And <laughs> Buffington, like, told us about how he got started. Now, let's let's talk a little more around the drums. What 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 got you uh, excited about that instrument? Oh man, so uh, I mean, I I really don't remember so much as far back as it was, but uh, from from what I heard from like parents and grandparents, apparently I dig out pots and pans, you know, hit them with spoons, you know, <laughs> like kids do. And just uh, I think it was one Christmas when I was five, my dad got me one of those uh, one of those like kid drum sets, like the little ones you get from Walmart, like first act, for, like fifty bucks or something like there you that. Go. And that's oh, what the really... one where like the parents instantly regret getting it for their kid. <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those things that was actually really funny because like my dad bought it, but I was like primarily living with my mom, so he's like he sent it to her house with me. <laughs> her house. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so like that that's what really got my interest in it at first, and then just throughout like throughout school, like whenever uh whenever they first bring that uh, option in, whether or not like you want to do band or something like that, yeah. I I got in there. It was like doing uh like drumsticks on a practice pad and like I always I was always like that kid that you know like I, I didn't have a lot of like what wasn't getting like lots of money or like the greatest instrument like going into it like that that kind of thing was like whatever you brought in is what you played so like there was these kids bringing in snare drums to play on while like for like probably like four or five years I was just bringing in this practice pad the whole time like just playing on that you know and then um you know I moved into uh moved into middle school band um, it was pretty cool. They actually had instruments there for me to play, other than you know, <laughs> but, uh, trash can lid. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're playing all this other stuff, you know. And then I don't know, just just from there, like I I didn't play a whole lot then, like drum set wise, because I, I personally didn't have one. Um, so then around like whenever I was I was transitioning into high school, I was like, you know, like I'm thinking about moving schools. Like I might not even like might not even stay with band. Like it just really like it was kind of at a point where it wasn't interesting to me at the moment, but then, uh, then I guess, uh, what was it? My, my mom had gotten an email from the high school band director from the school that I was supposed to be going to. And they're like, yeah, um, if you like, he wants to see you with this practice. So I get there with just an all new thing, like marching, marching band. Like I, I credit that a lot to what got me back into drumming. Like, it's just very interesting, honestly. And then, um, just through that, I met so many people in the drum line that actually they're the ones who taught me what I know mainly on drum set. Okay. I I played I played on other drum sets throughout high school, like theirs, the one that the school had, and like they they just taught me a lot, you know. And it was just it was really great. Finally got my own drum set. Uh, I think I was sixteen at the time. And yeah, I've just I've just been trying to learn and play as much as that as I can, like getting different music inspiration. Yeah. Sounds like you were born to play percussion, man. Like all, it sounds like every step of your life has been about the drums. Almost. Yeah, yeah. My uh, a funny a funny part of that. I think it was around like somewhere in between elementary school and middle school. Apparently, like I was just like I was still playing on that practice pad. I was like, man, this is really boring. All I'm doing is hitting this one thing with drumsticks. It's like I'm gonna try something else. So I told my mom that it was like, hey, I want to play trumpet instead. And then she she didn't let me. She's like, no, like try keep keep trying that and see. So like, like I am no, so you're, like, you're a drum kid now. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it to drums. <laughs> I am, I am so thankful that she didn't let me. I don't know what kind of like I don't know what kind of weirdo I would be if she would just let me play trumpet. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm just picturing your mom just slapping the trumpet out of your head. Like, what? Is yeah. That? <laughs> Here, take this. <laughs> So, 
what how would you say like the you know coming from like a band you know scene if you will to like a you know playing in a band it's like a single like rock band how would you say that transitions because i feel like you know being in like a marching band that's very like you know very like laser i just think of that movie drumline yeah so how i mean how would you say that that transfers from like that scene to like this scene like does it like translate well or oh yeah i think it does a good bit um i mean just i'm able to work with people a lot better like i i can I'm I'm so used to like listening based off of other people rather mm-hmm. than people listening to me and playing. Like I can do that, and then also you can even like add on to it. Like whenever we're up there like recording demos or anything, but on the computer a lot of times like either the either the metronome will go off or like it'll lag or something like that. Like something will be off, but like I'm still just sitting there playing just because I'm so laser focused into like just being on beat all the time. Like, yeah. See, he's he's even told me sometimes he's like it's just it's just weird how like you can just stay right on that. So so really like it transfers perfectly because yeah. those are the fact that you learned that skill of being like pinpoint accurate with you know your rhythm and stuff like that. So, I think he's just a robot. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real that whole story of the fabricated lie. He's really a Terminator sent from the future. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. So Darko, tell us about like. Obviously, we we understand your hostage situation here. Yeah, I'm still still hostage. You know, <laughs> help me out. But um, what would you like? Do you have any other background in like playing instruments? Is this like yeah. the first? Okay. So uh, when I was younger, I definitely picked up a uh, guitar. I remember just getting uh, one of, like, Defenders, like, generic brand ones, you know, when I was, like, probably 12. I remember my brother Michael bought it for me for my birthday. I remember just playing on that for a bit. I took uh, lessons from my music teacher, so he taught me how to play it. But then, like, I have an issue where I start something, I just quit it, yeah. and I'll start going on to other things. So, like, that happened for like maybe like six months. I was like, all right, I'm kind of bored of it. And I like pushed it to the side. And I picked up the harmonica. I was like, yeah, this is pretty dope. And I played that for like two months. My mom's like, get that out of the house. So that was gone. So, but then uh, I remember I was like, oh, you know, let me just go to drawing. And then so I, I stopped with music for a bit because I didn't really have any talent for it. So I did drawing until up to about getting into an army. And I remember, you know, getting my tax bonus. I was like, you know what? I want to pick up ukulele. So I started playing ukulele. That's so random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But like that's that's when I started getting back into music stuff. So I was like, yeah. oh, I want a ukulele because I watch a lot of Steven Universe, you know, yeah. favorite shows, big ukulele. <laughs> so I, I started playing that, and then uh, like I said, and Austin came to me. He was just like, I need a bass player. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. And he just like said, for the whole hostage situation happened, and yeah, now man. the bass is. Yeah. I but, don't know um, what could have been Austin. You could have had a ukulele player in the band. I can tell you. <laughs> that and a trumpet, you got yourself yeah. a whole other genre. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Buxton, keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I definitely. So what happens is, I like I, said, I kept telling him, no, I'm not gonna do bass. Like, cause again, I have no musical talent. You know, you got Austin who's been playing guitar for years. You got Blake who's been playing drums for years. And there's me. Like, I I only picked this up four months ago. You know, once when the band started. But uh, I remember sitting down and thinking before I held hostage for the bassist. You know, before I finally agreed. And I was like, I, I listened, I remember hearing the demo for Wasteland, the album, 
I was like, wow, this is going to get huge one day. And I would be stupid not to hop on the opportunity to be with them because, you know, Austin's giving me the opportunity to join. He said he'll teach me the base, you know, it won't okay. be that hard. So yeah. I was like, what do I do here? Do I just like skip out on it because I don't think I'm good enough? Or do I just hop on the bandwagon and, you know, practice almost every day? Yeah, <laughs> practice every day, you know, trying to get up with them, you know, and try to see where we come, uh, become from here, you know? Yeah. That's why I stayed with it. I think, too, like, you know, taking that leap of faith, right? Like, yeah. that is, in my opinion, that is the difference between winners and losers, right? Like, truly, like, whatever anybody wants to do, if they want to play the harmonica, yeah. right? Like, if, yeah. they want to, if they want to do a podcast, right? At, at some point, like, you have to be like, you know what? whatever, dude, you got to jump off the cliff, no shoot and be mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to aim for that. I'm going to aim for that Creek right there. And yeah. like, hope, hopefully I make it. And like, sometimes you're going to miss. Yeah. yeah. And then you just crawl <laughs> into the Creek. Once yeah. I'm here. Like charge to that wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you just call your way to like the top, you know well, what yeah. I mean? And, and I think in the end, it makes it, it makes it like you appreciate, 100%. you know, um, like just like, you know, full disclosure here, like, I record in my closet mm -hmm. with, like, a boom mic and, you know, a pair of headphones that are, like, seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And one day, I'm going to have, like, a studio or I'm going to have, like, a space, like, with yeah. the, the acoustics all set up and the sound pads and, like, the, you know, the like, I'm going to have it, but it takes – you know, that first step. Yeah, it to takes like, the work, and a lot of people don't understand that. Okay. Yeah, you gotta grind. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you're gonna be big in, a, in one day, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna have I'm, like the stuff starting off right. and all that. Like, right. you, gotta, you just gotta keep putting that work in, you know? Yeah, like, my microphone's like 60 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's microphones that are out there that are like $6,000. Yeah. That makes me think of this one. We got like, we have a couple different websites from across the world that like gave us some reviews and stuff there on our go. album. And Tell us about those. There's this. Well, there's most of them were good. There's this one website where people like, there's like, I think it was just one person, but he gave this really awful review. <laughs> he said at the end of it, like, I don't know, like this production quality is pretty good. It sounds like they're just a bunch of kids who had rich parents who paid for this recording. Well, I have to. Address that review now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> clear, clear the no. air. Like, like, As like we did fact, sir. recording, and we spent nine months in Korea and saved up money, and then came and paid for it out of pocket. That's how we. Did. Yeah. There you go. So that's, that's how we got. It. A lot of uh, work. We're like, we all went broke for like months because like we'll put money into like the CDs, the merch, right and everything. But, yeah. like, we understand, like, we got to, like, getting our sound system, we got to spend that money to make money, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't now, matter. I got to ask, has it come to the point where you have to eat at the defect all the time now? No, I still cook at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still my last dime. I don't give a damn. I'm not eating over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And listen, just so everyone knows, Austin is broke because of the jacket he's wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Like, he's got, like, this chinchilla <laughs> I came into the house and I was like, who let this pimp up in here? Like, who is he selling over here? <laughs> like, where's your cane? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually got this for $25. <laughs> I had I had 
<laughs> backpedaling <laughs> sounds like to me. <laughs> you go, you know, like you cash in some coupons and yeah, like yeah. a promo code. And... Yeah. <laughs> a few quarters. Oh man, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So like, and like I said, man, like ultimately that's what it's about, you know? So just coming together, you know, doing your thing, grinding it out, like embracing the suck. Right, because Bohica, right, bend over here, it comes again. Like, just you know, <laughs> yeah. like getting through it. So, tell us about like any shows that are like coming up. Like, do you have anything like you know planned for the future? Uh, the only thing that we don't have any shows planned right now, because obviously with COVID, it's hard to yeah book things. And because we're all still in the military and trying to work our way, like we're about to be getting out in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. But for the time being it's been a pretty busy schedule with the military and sometimes it makes the shows kind of hard to do. So currently our focus is just getting this next album ready to go and heading in to record it before we get out. And then we'll slowly be releasing some songs off of that over the next year. And hopefully in the summer we'll be doing a tour. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and we'll ask some hard-hitting questions. You know, this is two beers in a pod, so we <laughs> ask the real stuff. Hey, guys, we're back with two beers in a pod. We're back here again with Left to the Wild. Now, Buffington, uh, hard-hitting yeah. question for you. <laughs> Our viewers want to know. What tell us more about this tour you're going on? You know, man, it sounds pretty fun going from Wisconsin all the way back to Texas. What's that about? Yeah, so I grew up in Illinois and then lived in Madison for a while, and now I'm down here close to Austin, Texas. And I've always wanted to go on a tour, and um, I'm not going to sit around and wait to get signed on a label. So I was like, I'm just going to try to plan it all myself, and. You were asking about, like, big stops. So, I, I mean, basically the goal is just to play any small venue we can get booked because if, you know, if there's five people at each show, I don't care as long as we make an impression on one of them. Yeah, word of so, mouth. Word yeah, mouth exactly. Sure. So, the but for me, the big stops are, like, the venues I grew up in back home. And I also – I have – I really – I've always had this dream of playing at, like, my hometown, which has no venues. But, like, when I was a kid in high school, or, like, in, like, junior high, there were some high schoolers that had a little cover band they made, and they got to play a concert in the gym at the school. Nice. And, you know, it's kind of dumb, but if I can set it up, I definitely want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's, like, what's important to you? Because, like, like you said, I think, like, in my opinion, I think that would be, like, the ultimate, like, finger to all the people that doubted you in high school. That's like, right. Like, <laughs> I just, I've never been the guy who was like seen as the super talented music kid or like, honestly, when I was a kid, I didn't really, I wasn't good at anything. So yeah, that's just how people always viewed me. And it's like, I just like the fact that here I am as an adult and I have like more accomplishments than a lot of people from my childhood. So yeah. So Darko, like another hard hitting question, right? Like, cause you know, <laughs> We're like 2020 up in this this bad. <laughs> um, what is your favorite song that y'all have done so far? Oof. So this is going to be a two part for me because my favorite song to hear is definitely Allegory. Okay. It's just like a very heroic hitting uh, 
song. And I remember me and uh, Buff Tim back in Korea, he would always show me the demos for Allegory. Yeah. Like, does this gonna sound good? I'm like, oh, it sounds amazing. You just keep making it better and better. I'm like, dude, this right. sounds like a, like it can be part of a Halo track to me. So it was like so <laughs> heroic and hitting. I loved it. <laughs> loved the lyrics. But my favorite to play is definitely Left Behind. It's just like the bass for it. Just like, to me, it hits so hard. It's just yeah. like, oh, it's just like so cool just to hear it. So those are best, probably my best two. Okay. All right. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Good. That's great. So where, I mean, okay, obviously like, you know, we talked about the tour or whatever coming up and we talked about like trying to get there, but like, what is your plan for, you know, in between other than playing like at small venues, like what would you say like y'all's contacts? Like, you know what I mean? Like kind of give us, you know, the rundown on like how you go about like moving forward. Uh, you're saying as far as the tour goes or, or just in general, just like in general, like how it like, how does getting like set up for like a gig work? Oh yeah. I just, whatever town we're interested in playing in, you know, cause I don't, I don't, we don't have like a lot of credibility cause we're brand new. So right. whatever town we're interested in playing in, I just pull up a list of all the venues and email everyone and sometimes i'll out of like 15 one of them will respond yeah <laughs> and that's what we get like, i mean hey i'll play at a dmv or like an apple <laughs> store if I like i'll play but, uh, i'll play at mcdonald's i don't know i'll, I'll play anywhere. but another thing too is like for how, how we get like venues yeah like, again we're in the military so that kind of like helps us out okay. so we have like friends who go to all different bars and venues so like nice. i'll get text messages like oh i didn't know this place had a stage you should probably contact it. It's like, oh, sweet. So there you go. We'll, like contact it. So it's like having our friends yeah. help us out, trying to get us big too, like really helps us out. It's like social networking. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes. Just there. OG, you know, like grind, like almost like door to door kind of yeah. like, hey, I know a person that yeah. has a stage that knows a person that knows a guy that probably yeah. could get you on. Yeah. It's a big thing yeah. too because they'll, they'll talk to you like the venue is like, oh, I know a band called Left to the Wild. You know, you should look them up. You know what I mean? Like that's a good thing too because we have all our friends from the military just helping us out, put our, put our name out there. Something, so. uh, something that I, I, it's like really important after our shows and stuff that we like to do. Like we, we hang out there for a while, you know, right. after the, after like the, we play the show at the venue and like, you know, you get talking to other people, like people get interested in stuff like that. They'll come up to you and be like, Hey, yeah. Like I know this place, you guys should play there. Like just, just networking after the show. Yeah. It's like, it really helps out a lot. Have you had anybody come up to you guys and be like, you know, like, Hey, I want to hire you for, you know, like a, a party or whatever. Like, have you ever had any situations like that? I did, did have yeah. someone do that. <laughs> like, you're playing any bar mitzvahs lately? You know, just out here. <laughs> yeah, this one guy saw us, and then the next day he sent me a message on Instagram because he followed me, and then he said, can you come play at this party? But he told me that like an hour before the party. Oh, know? wow. And I'm yeah. like, I mean, I would, because like, don't you, I'm not going to turn stuff down. Like, if there's an opportunity and we're able to make it fit, like, I'll do it, you know, because right. I'm trying to get that exposure. But like an hour ahead of time, there wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't, do, you, you couldn't even do like a proper sound check at yeah. that point. Like, you're just, and I think that's what's important too is like, yeah, you know, you got to, you got to like, you know, take what you can get and pretty much you're taking anything and everything, but at the same time too, you got to like protect the band. I feel like it's your, you know, being the, being the vocalist, like we're leaning on you, bro. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, you know, saying like you, you got the the big back and shoulders. Like we got to like lean on you to, 
you know, protect the good name. So I think because like Seth, you know, I think he leans on me too a lot and to like get stuff done. And sometimes it's like you feel the pressure and but at the same time, too, like I think because we're all like army, we're like, all right, bring it on. Like yeah, that's man. that's where we thrive is like when the when the heat is turned up, it's like okay, it's a lot of work. Like being in the military, it's like you know you go out to the field for two weeks and you're just sitting out in the dirt for two <laughs> weeks, but you got a show coming up in a couple of days once you get back. So yeah. like, do you like get a stick and like? It, I, I got back at five a.m. and I like messaged these guys and I said, "All right, come on over for practice. Like, yeah. We got a show coming up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's rough i mean but like i said like i said earlier i think at the end of the day you know that's what gets you like the appreciation for what you're doing right like that yeah. is what like you wake up in, in the morning and you're like you know what like i'm doing good things right now and like i'm surrounded by friends and family or whatever and i got people that have my back and like it's gonna be okay like even when like it sucks to suck. Like you, like it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, it's just putting in the work there, man. That's that's that that's that's all it is, you know. Just grinding. It seems like. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't believe all that crap people say about. Oh, it's a one in a million chance of you yeah, actually yeah. making it. Nah, no, dude. Nah. It's just all these other people. They like want something to fall in front of their face and an opportunity to come out of the sky. It's like, you have to make your opportunities. Yeah. Like, you, oh, can't, yeah. you gotta go for it. You really gotta put in that work. Like, there, there's a lot of times where, like, Austin will send us out a text, like, hey, you wanna practice, like, tonight? And I'll be like, just be getting off work. I'm like, man, I am I am just dead tired. Like, kinda, kinda wanna flake on it, but then at the same time, I think about it, it's like, you know, like, we don't put in this work, like, nothing's gonna come of it. So, yeah. like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta you know, change clothes real quick, get in my Jeep, and then head over here. Like, yeah, that's, and, that's all and the is. biggest thing, too, is, like, we think of this as a job instead of, like, a hobby. Okay. You know what I mean? That, that's okay. the biggest thing. Like, we know that this is, a, like, income almost. You know, yeah. that's how we think of it. It's like, this is our job. we got to put the hours in for the job. Yeah, yeah we got bigger goals than just playing the local bars and stuff yeah. or playing Labor Day, you know? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be the big deal. Yeah, and, you know, and I think it just kind of goes, like, hand in hand, like, you know, we talked about it, like on a previous episode how like I'm training for a Spartan race, mm-hmm. you know, and like when I'm in the gym, like and I'm like, you know, knee deep in like, you know, a squad or whatever. And it like it hurts. I'm like six weeks or six months. Let's go. Yeah. Like, get it up. Like, you know, and like you said, it's all about the grind. Like, what do you want at the end of the day and what are you willing to do to get there? Yeah. And again, that separates the winners from the losers because aside from like the trophy nation, like the trophy generation, like spoiler alert, it sucks to suck. <laughs> like you have, <laughs> you're gonna lose. Yeah. Sometimes you're gonna win. You're gonna win. You're gonna win way less times than you're gonna lose. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna lose way more. Yeah. But it's like you take the you take the beat down and you get back up and you dust yourself off and you go. Let's go. Like, let's ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But when so, that happens, you appreciate the win so much more, too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next week. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.